Podcast. It's your boy Jay Lip. You already know what this is. You know who I am. Jay Lip at I am Jay Lip on Instagram. You can find me there. Comment, subscribe, like, or whatever you want to do. Um, I, I'm not compelled or I'm not compelling you to do it. Just do what you do. Love us or hate us, we here. And we still yeah. kicking and pushing. Episode, I want to say probably, I ain't even going to say the episode number because it ne- you never know when it's going to air. So here, it's, <laughs> it's episode new. All right. Episode new. Uh, I want to actually introduce the guest in the building. Oh, also, please keep in mind, TOL Podcast fans, if you go to facebook.com slash TOL Podcast 100, that is the fan page. That's where we're asking you to follow, to like, subscribe. The IG stuff I just mentioned, ignore it. That don't, they don't, they don't have no podcast on Instagram. There's only 60 second clips. But here's where you can come and get the full boy. Every full episode will be posted. Facebook.com slash TOL, for thinking out loud, podcast 100. And the only reason why there's 100, because we keep it 100. With that being said, I got the homie in the building, Mr. Daniel Glass. Daniel, how are you feeling, sir? I'm well, man. I'm good. How are you, man? Blessed, black, highly favored, and of course, the opportunity <laughs> couldn't be better. And I think we both know the reason why is because yeah. I'm talking to a celebrity right now. I'm talking to <laughs> a, a true musician at this point, an artist, a creative. Yeah. yeah. Tell the people at least, well, I'll introduce the history of how <laughs> we even know each other. So basically... Daniel and I know each other for, um, we'll say a number of years. We ain't going to give the age and the, <laughs> and, the, and the decades, but we'll say we know each other from back in the day. Now, yeah, what happens is through social media and through the networking that the current technology supports and allows, I was able to stumble across my man doing his thing, and I want to kind of let you take it from there. What are you doing? Why are you here? Why did I reach out to you? Tell us about season one. So I'm going to tell you about season one. But before I do that, man, I'm honored to be here. And the fact that you just said I'm black, like, I, I, you can't just slide that in. Like, No, I'm just saying, hey, you, you said, how am I doing? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. You I mean, know? I guess you can't change it. So, I mean, that's... And it's you can be blessed white right and highly favored. You can be blessed Asian and highly favored. Whatever you are. Native <laughs> American? Shoot, Cantonese? I don't know. Bulgarian? <laughs> Whatever you are. I just have to say the black part because there's going to be some questions once they see my hair. If they see me growing these locks <laughs> out and they're wondering, like, what the hell is going on here? What am I listening to? You know, I uh, just yeah. want to make it known. But uh, representing the building, like I said, again, the homie, Daniel Glass, Mr. Glass. I want to call you Mr. Glass. That's, that's a movie about a breakable man. <laughs> and you're not a breakable man, you know, from what I can tell, from what I experienced through the project, season one, which, again, I want to give you the opportunity to let the people know. What do you do and why are you here? Definitely. So I'm a producer, songwriter. Uh, I guess you can add artist to the list, uh, actor, comedian. And I just actually released season one. It's available everywhere, people. So uh, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, Shazam, you name it, wherever you get your stuff, Google, you know, whatever. Wherever you get your your stuff, whatever you I call BS. Yeah. I call BS on that today because the episode that we recorded today is only one place you can find it, motherfuckers. It's Apple Music. Now, hey, in the future, uh, it was sent to all of the stores at once. You time. ain't gotta explain. You ain't gotta lie, Craig. You ain't gotta lie. <laughs> like, 
So I'm, I'm going to just say by the, by the time you good people are seeing this because my man is intelligent and pre-tapes his stuff, it will be everywhere. So Absolutely. it's still relevant when you need to be everywhere. So we're looking at the Spotify's. We're looking at the titles. Absolutely. We're looking at basically any type of way you can stream this, we can reach it, correct? Absolutely. All right. And I want to again say season one, I want to just keep drilling that down. Season one, this is the project that y'all need to hear. I would yeah. not have a conversation with an individual if I felt like I didn't stand by what their product was, if I felt like I didn't support what their movement is. Daniel Glass has a project that caught me off guard because I did not know this man had paused the pipes that he has. What I will <laughs> say is he can, again, pause blow. And I mean, that's an old school term for people that's not within the singing or the performing arts. That is a term used to mean that this person is very talented and what they yeah. do as far as singing and vocal talent. So I want to first talk about Daniel Glass, the individual, the man. You are an individual. You stay in where at? Where, where are you located right now? I live in, outside of Phoenix right now, man. I'm in Arizona when it's a piping, what is it, 83, 84 degrees right okay, now? Okay, so he's stunting on us because uh, I'm looking out the window <laughs> right now. I'm seeing the rain pour. You know, I got the, 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 the seasonal depression going on, and you're talking about something that's 83, 84, so no wonder you're so cheery. You got the cri- hey, just, man, just a crispy I'm, life. It's nice outside. I did you uh, I did you guys a pleasure. I didn't want to rub it in. I had to pull the blinds up a little bit because of the sun. Oh, snap. Okay. You All know, right. Like, I start hitting inside of my neck, it could be a different conversation. I don't want to throw the whole video off with all the sun that it do to the, the vitamin D. You know Bet. what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and pour the shades up a little bit. Bet. But but he comes from, and I want to say, or at least has resided in the the area that we know as What Up Though, which is the Metro Detroit area. What up, yeah, what up, well, look at oh, You see the shirt? I still rep, even though I'm not there. Detroit okay. Tigers. Detroit Tigers all day. Yeah. So so you made this move. You, you said you're right outside of Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, I'm I'm west of Phoenix, so okay. I'm probably a good half hour, forty five minutes from uh, Phoenix. All right, bless, bless mm-hmm. up on that. So, with that being said, we got my man who's a transplant from Michigan down into Arizona. Now, mm-hmm. what you do is you are a creative. So, you said that you are a producer and an artist. I am. Okay, let's break down those two terms. So, what do you do as far as producing? So everything on the project, and this is actually a great uh, segue, everything that's on season one, uh, if you hear it, I did it. So from the production to the tracks to backgrounds to recording to mixing to mastering to uh, the only thing that I didn't do, I have a photographer friend out in L.A. that took the cover. Um, I actually designed the cover. (laughs) So, yeah, so all, all of the above, man. Okay, so we got the producer credits down. Yeah. You know, hope you paid yourself. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> and as a side note, while we're talking about payments, I had a music project. I just want everybody out there to know, you know, I used to dibble and dabble myself into, you know, the craft. And I still love it and I still am working on that as a personal hobby, not necessarily to get on, not necessarily to reach some type of uh, level of professionalism, but just, you know, doing it for myself. It's therapy. Music has always been therapeutic for me. Um, Definitely. I reached out to the homie for a feature and man that price he hit me with was a professional price and i was like (laughs) okay so he's serious all right that let me know okay let me follow this dude let me see what he's doing because if he's on some humbug type bull then uh i'm gonna have to pull his coattail and be like hey bro how you gonna charge your boy professional prices but you ain't putting out professional product now what did happen is he put out professional product 
And then I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay, I'm okay with with the price structure. I'm okay with somebody <laughs> getting compensated for their time based off of their talent, the brother's talented. So let's not get into the creative slash the artist part of your description. So tell mm-hmm. us about the artistry. Great work. So uh, when I actually moved out here, one of the reasons why I picked uh, Arizona for my wife and I, because I am married, by the way, but um, one uh, of the reasons why- lost I- about like 10,000 potential <laughs> followers off that. No, no, no. If anything, <laughs> You know, it kind of shows that it's, it can be one man that's committed to one woman and everybody ain't out here just doing super stuff. So, yeah, well, let me go ahead and get that out the way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to get back to it on, on some of these tracks, too, because you, you talk about that in a way, I feel of like, course. on a project that is very mm-hmm. transparent, but I can't wait to get to it. So let's go through, describe your, your artist, uh, basically your description of yourself as an artist. So I prefer, man, if if I had a sound, would be, I don't know about sound, man, but I feel like music is a feeling. As great as uh, technical you can be, as great as, uh, you know, something has to be on time. Ultimately, people remember records, people remember songs, they have favorites because it's tied to a memory. Oh, absolutely. Tied to a feeling. So ultimately, I do music that feels good. If it doesn't feel good, it won't make my record. If it... If it doesn't feel good, I won't write it. I won't send it out. Uh, I've had the pleasure of, you know, writing for some, you know, pretty well-known, very well-known people. Oh, so you're uh, a writer, also. I am a writer. Everything that you hear on the record, from writing to backgrounds to production to everything I did on the record. So you know, there's this distinction in the industry as far as like you write for yourself, which is, you know, you get props for that. You know, especially mm-hmm. like if we take it to hip hop, like they shade people who. You know, mm-hmm. don't write their own lyrics, and then if you do write your own, and you get an extra bonus point of of, yeah. of authenticity. But you're saying you mm-hmm. also write for other artists, so I do. And by definition, you're a producer, an artist, a writer. I may have missed mm-hmm. that initially. Is there any yeah, other title I that I need to know, like before we keep I going? Stripper and no, I'm just playing. Come on, dog. <laughs> You know, no. man, bro, you trying to get back them 10,000 followers you just lost by saying you was married, by saying you I a stripper, mean, man. They, no, you can't do that. Man, it's too late. Click that link in my bio. And <laughs> no, me dude, no, no. no. I, I can't do it. I can't do it, and I'm not going to promote that. We at the TOL Podcast, we do yeah. not promote male strippers <laughs> and their businesses. And if you are one, hit me up on the DM, <laughs> and we can talk about it, because if your numbers is high, we can leverage that. We can, we can win together, but... Um, and pause on that because I don't want male strippers just hitting me up. That sounded mad weird. So, uh, regardless, so producer, artist, yes. writer, let's make sure we put a pin in this or rather kind of tie the bow on the artist part. So, you're a singer specifically? I am. All right. So, do you do any dabbling in, in rapping or anything else? Or is it specifically you are a singer? I have. I don't really rap too much. Only time I've ever kind of rapped, I guess. Uh, would be when I'm referencing a record for somebody that I know does both. Okay. Uh, and so if I'm referencing a record and I know that they sing and they rap, then I'll throw something in there. I've done that before. But as far as me as an artist, no, nah, I mean, you're not going to hear me rapping. That's just, I mean, I'm not going to say not because you never say never. But right now, that's that's not where the division for my artistry is. So for everybody who doesn't know, and again, this is a part of the conversation, um, mm-hmm. we're going to play dumb real quick. I like to play dumb because I like to make sure I give everybody a fair shake at understanding the conversation when you talk about reference. So there are these mm-hmm. things called reference tracks, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Absolutely. You, so you may make, um, you may uh, create an instrumental 
and mm -hmm. on an instrumental you may see it going towards a certain artist or what have you and so mm -hmm. you may put your own voice on it for them to then get the vibe get the mood get whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're trying to inspire from that track correct absolutely all right so i don't want reference tracks to just be something that you know drake got shaded for with the whole him getting the reference tracks for this that and the third like reference tracks are a part of the industry it's, it's what people do of you know course because when you make a track and shout out to one of my one of our best friends a brother of mine a producer they see smith he no. is an individual who makes instrumentals another brother of mine uh rob davis uh aka rob d uh, mm -hmm. He makes music as well, and reference tracks are like taking the instrumentals that they make, then layering that with how you see the song <laughs> forming from that. Correct? Absolutely. All right, and then you give that to the artist, and there's you know y'all have y'all negotiations or whatever, and the song may come out, and it may not have been originally their quote unquote vibe or their mood, but you were the creator. You were the mm -hmm. person that said. This is how this should go. This is where the bridge should come in. This is where I want you to do this on the hook, blah, blah, blah. And it's a <clears> recommendation. <throat> Take it or leave it. You know Absolutely. So I just want to make that clear for the dummies like myself. I'm not no, I mean, even, even to add to that, sometimes what happens, man, is if I if I, if I sing something because I'm feeling it for this particular way for an artist, or this is the idea that I feel like will be dope for this kind of artist, when they reference it back, it may not sound exactly how I did it. So instead of... Uh, you know, a certain part or note being one way, they could change it to better fit at least what they feel, you know, is happening. And that's happened, fortunately, man, a few times uh, with some of the artists that uh, you all know that I've been fortunate enough to write for. And I mean, sometimes they keep it the same. I guess it just varies. Now, I got to also say, you know, as a former um, commercial producer, because I have uh, worked on <laughs> instrumentals, I'll say, as far as like for sale, you know, I've had a couple of placements in the past. Mm -hmm. I will say this. There is a certain tinge. or Tell me if you agree or disagree. There is a certain mm -hmm. tinge of saltiness. If you don't send a reference track, but you get back the track that you made the instrumental for and it sounds nothing like how you envisioned it. There's a certain there's a certain level of disappointment because it's kind of <laughs> like. I didn't give you the blueprint, but you kind of didn't really do this justice. If I give you a love song and you turn it into some, like, uh, trap, you know, New Orleans bounce type song, like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, this wasn't the way that the direction, like, the music should have moved you in the way mm -hmm. that it moved me. And so uh, that's mm -hmm. why I think that reference tracks are so important. But tell me, have that you ever experienced that? Well, I've experienced form of that. Uh, fortunately, uh, the placements that I have, uh, I've either been in the room with the artist producing awesome. them while they're doing the record so I can you know, tell them what to do, tell them what not to do. Uh, and then there have been moments because obviously because of technology um, that I wasn't in the room and I wasn't even there when they were recording it, but somebody else was there. Uh, that I trusted at that particular point for the record to make sure that it came out dope. So right. either way, I, I didn't really run across it directly. I mean, I have heard, I've sent references off uh, to labels and the managers, and I've had them tell me, yeah, my artist can't sing like that. I need you to dumb it down. Mm. Well, that should be nothing but pride for yourself because that means <laughs> maybe your range is a little bit greater than theirs. And again, we yeah, don't... I don't know if it was a, that's necessarily just about range. It was some some... And you'll hear this a little bit on, on season one, is sometimes the intricacies of what I hear uh, in, in reference to a record 
uh, I used to do that. And now if I'm doing strictly a reference or a, a demo or a dummy uh, for an artist, I may not do all of the intricacies and, and backgrounds and things like that that I would do for me. I would leave it a little bit more open, if that makes sense. It does, because, of course, you don't want to waste your time basically making the song for yourself and then trying to almost not pawn it off but trying to market it to somebody else who it's going to be theirs ultimately so why make why make it yours if it's going to be theirs absolutely so I get that now to not belabor that point i want to also talk about the fact that what is the history that you have within the industry as far as like being a musician like when did this start for you as far as starting I'm talking about pen to pad, if it's writing, if it comes down to singing, if it's even starting with the production piece and making the instrumentals. When did all that start? So this is a very long, 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 long thing in the making, man. I started actually writing when I was around six. Wow. Um, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but uh, What were you yeah. writing at six? Yeah, I started writing when I was. No, six. I'm saying, what were you writing? If you say that, oh, it was like little, little ditties, little gospel records. My dad is a pastor, so oh, okay. uh, God bless. Little, ditties, little, little gospel records or whatever. And I was six, um, and I don't even know if I really let anybody hear it. If I did, it was probably my sister, and she was like, "Nah, you should probably <laughs> not write again in your life." <laughs> wow. But that's what siblings are for. They discourage that's us right. and they stomp on our dreams. Go ahead. <laughs> of course, but no, no, no. She ended up coming around definitely. Uh, but yeah, so I started off writing when I was younger. Uh, also started off as a musician when I was younger. Uh, I started off with drums, uh, playing in church. Okay, so you know instrumentation too. Yeah, yeah. so I started off with drums. Dog, drums. you gotta tell you. Okay, when I say what do you do, you gotta say all the stuff. You can't keep adding. <laughs> I feel like every every couple minutes we go through this episode, <laughs> you keep adding stuff that you do. So now you've been writing since you were six. You started yeah. playing instruments. So what instruments do you play? So I play piano, play organ. I guess they can be interchangeably, interchangeably, but I guess whatever. Uh, so drums, uh, piano, organ. Uh, I dabbled in a little bit of bass, but I, I don't think I picked that up in years. And I used to play flute actually, but then I put that down because when you were twelve or like fourteen playing flute, I was like, I can't get no girls playing flute. Nah, so you can't. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. The way the culture like, is set up is difficult, man. Because I was actually. Uh, when I was at that age, I was doing fine arts, so or rather performing yeah. arts. So I used to be yeah. an actor, you know, mm -hmm. a child, whatever you want to call it. I did it. that too. And yeah. um, I did a bunch of plays, did a bunch of mm -hmm. musicals. I ended up uh, getting a uh, getting a part starring as Oliver in um, a traveling production, like an off-Broadway production of Oliver. Um, yeah. And it was kind of crazy because at that time there was still some there was still some grievances by a lot of the parents with the fact that I was black and. Oliver's traditionally a white character, and so you yeah. know there was that whole deal. And then um, my 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 highest moment was working with Donny Osmond on Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. No, um, and that was at uh, for, as a Detroit brethren. Um, that was at the Masonic Temple and Fox Theater for ten mm -hmm. weeks, and it was, it was just an amazing experience. And I loved uh, performing arts, and I loved fine arts. But once I got to kind of late middle school early high school i realized you know the whole rocking the tights and you know it just i didn't i wasn't really getting the type of uh <laughs> i guess you would say the attention i was looking for i was getting attention right. it wasn't it wasn't the attention i was looking for flute story that's your flute story man yeah. so i had the flute so you know pause i had the flute <laughs> then um of course i realized oh they like the athletes let me go i'm a big dude let me go play football 
And then yeah. that's what I did. So I can definitely resonate with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were six. You've been playing okay. um, instruments. I hear a lot of these type of stories. They have the same synergy when it comes to being the child of a pastor, being a child of someone mm-hmm. who's within mm-hmm. the church. Um, mm-hmm. As a side note, as a segue, because we again, we definitely going to get to the to the album. As a segue, uh, yeah. though, why do you think that there is such a commonality between children of people who are a part of the church? Like, why is it that the musicianship definitely seems to thrive in that environment? And the reason why I ask is my sister, Misha, shout out to Misha, love you. Um, mm. she's married to my brother-in-law who is also a person who's in the church and he's oh. a leader of, um, praise and worship team and all these things. And he's gotten my three nephews all to just learn all these instruments and they play them so well as children. Mm. And it's like, where does this, where does this come from? Like, where do you think that came from in you? Where was your interest at? I mean, I've seen both sides of it, man. I've seen, you know, pastors, kids that are extremely talented that, you know, can sing that, you know, are incredible musicians. And then I've seen the other side of it, um, unfortunately, where, you know, the pastors, because they want their child to be, um, and this is just a very, like, a general perspective. I've seen pastors who they want their child to be musically inclined and their child isn't. So they try to force them to do that. And then that's and, where the rebellion comes. Yeah, yeah. And when they try yeah. to force them to do that, either they're good or they're not. Either yep. they have it. No, I mean, it's not really, for me, uh, something that you can kind of be forced into. Sometimes, uh, which shout out to my dad, because he, he mentioned that he never really gave me a hard time uh, when I was a, a kid, because he said that he could see the gift. He could see, mm, amen. Uh, yeah, he could see music and, and writing. And so he never really gave me a, a hard time uh, about, you know, not necessarily pursuing, because obviously life happens, but he never really gave me a hard time about pursuing it. Uh, and then the order I got. Uh, the rest of my family kind of wrapped around, man. So everything from my mom to my sister to grandmas to cousins to, mm-hmm. yeah, man. All right, so, let's, so let's fast forward a little bit. So you've been doing this since six. So how right. do we get here to where you are now on iTunes, Glass, season one? <laughs> how do we get to this point? Like, give us the uh, Star Trek, you know, hyperspeed version of how we get from six years old to X amount years old that you are now doing what mm-hmm. you do. So great question. So obviously, starting at six, I wrote a lot of songs and produced a lot of songs for uh, for church people, and I had choirs and stuff like that, singing records that I wrote. Um, wow! And, and would go in and, and teach it to them, and, and they would do it on Sundays and during the middle of the week, and you know, for the things we're really blessed like that. And then as I got older, I believe I was probably like. 18 or 19, granted, you know, obviously I, I was in the church band, so I would, you know, play keys and drums and, and things like that. And when I got like 18, um, I was in college part-time. I just graduated from high school and my mom was like, so on top of you um, being in college, you need to get your butt a job. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I, yeah, very common. I, very common. <laughs> yeah. So I got a job uh, at a bank actually at the time. And one of the security guards at the bank was very good friends with one of the prominent families, man, in in, in Detroit, in Michigan, the Winans. Um, and wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was producing. I started saving up some money and asking for little stuff for Christmas and birthdays and stuff to kind of have my own studio. My man. Uh, All right. And like stuff. And so I was recording in the basement of our house in Southwood at the time. And. Uh, I play stuff on my lunch break and the security guard came outside. He was like, so who is that? Like, that sounds dope. Who is that? So long story short, 
he introduced me to members of the family, man, and, and hit it off. And I'm still, you know, great friends with a lot of them. Uh, I started in a production camp at the time. It was probably seven, eight, nine of us. Um, and we started submitting records uh, and writing and producing. Uh, and one of the records, uh, which is awesome, was I got a chance to co-write on Chris Brown's Just Fine record, which is on his debut record. Oh, wow. And all so, right. Yeah. So uh, I ain't started, saying all right to stop you. I'm saying all right, like okay, we we, we get into the, we get into the business now. We get into yeah. we in the major leagues now. Yeah. We bridge the gap. We keep yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, so uh, November uh, 2005 actually is when the record came out, and uh, from there I got a, a little bit of a taste and started fortunately meeting people who were well connected and were very successful. Not even necessarily just in music, man. Like in, in entertainment in general. And uh, yeah, long story short, from there, I would start referencing and, and, and demoing and producing some things because I had an idea of what they were looking for because I had an end and I was fortunate at that point. Oh, wow. Uh, and so because I became a part of a camp, um, it made it a little easier because I had my own studio to just kind of do it myself um, and not necessarily wait on getting in the studio for somebody else to be there. So then transition into as I got older, I still wrote, I still submitted, um, got a, a placement on uh, a guy, uh, a gospel record, got a single. A um, few years past that, got another record um, that was a single on uh, a, a, a mixtape from a guy that's on the Millennium Tour. You may have heard of him. His name is Raz B. He's in B2K. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, wow. I and, am, yeah. uh, I'm, yeah. floored. I'm floored by all of this information. Keep going. Yeah. So it was very fortunate, man, and very blessed. So he, he uh, filmed a video to a record that I uh, co-produced, co-wrote. And, uh, yeah, life kind of happened and uh, continued to work and still kind of – I, I kind of put music on the back burner a little bit. Um, but I guess when music chooses you and, and when God gives you a gift, man, you can't really put it down too much because it's going to eat at you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, so – uh, Fast forward actually a few years, a musician at the church, because I wasn't in the band no more at that point. Musician at the church was moving to Atlanta, and my dad was like, hey, so I just need you to fill in for a little bit. Can you do that? You know, you cool with that. So it went from me filling in from a little bit to me being permanent and going from drums to keys to organ to, to I was there for a minute, and it, like I couldn't put it down. So, of course, writing came back. Um, and then up until I moved in 2017, I still was in the band. And even the people that are in the band now, like, I'm, I'm still cool with. Like, those are my brothers. So, uh, yeah. And here we are, season one. Season one. Now, all right. Well, since we didn't took up basically 95.99% of the time on the podcast with the background, with these great stories, with the great history, because I did not know how deep this was going to be. That's my apologies to y'all. So, we're going to run a little bit over because we got to get into this season one real quick i listen to yeah. season one i will tell people look i'm not the one for you to come at and say try this for three months give me your credit card information and then <laughs> call in and cancel i hate that shit like i just i don't do it but i got a link from the homie daniel glass saying check it out i tried to check it out it gave me 30 second clips i was like okay Maybe I could make this work with just listening to the 30 set. No, you can't. You have to listen to it as it is in its entirety. And the reason is because season mm -hmm. one is almost like a television show. It's almost mm -hmm. like a series um, mm -hmm. on Netflix where you have to 
experience each song like mm-hmm. an episode and mm-hmm. then it builds up to a season finale mm-hmm. now it's called season one and each mm-hmm. song is an episode so it starts mm-hmm. off with the pilot and it mm-hmm. ends with a finale loved mm-hmm. it i want to say eight tracks mm-hmm. it was okay mm-hmm. so and it's a it's, it's not a long listen i want people not to be you know just don't jump out the window like oh, i ain't listen to the no, whole whole album. Twenty one minutes. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, like you said. You say how long? How long? It's twenty one minutes. Twenty one minutes. So I gave mm-hmm. it that twenty one minutes a couple times because again, <laughs> the bro had me download this app just to get the content, and when oh, I tell you I was satisfied, dog. <laughs> I'm like listening to these tracks, and I gotta say, man, I want you to help us understand. Mm-hmm. Where did you come up with this concept? Because what I would say to the people is it's conceptually innovative and the sound is refreshing because it's not like anything else that's out there on the commercial level that's considered to be um, what they say. I would call it R&B. I noticed that on mm-hmm. iTunes it's listed under pop, but I would call mm-hmm. it R&B. Um, mm-hmm. wh- 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 conceptually, let's start off there because we are running out of time where where, where sure. did this concept come from so this it, the concept actually came really organically actually um i done a couple i did a couple records um and released a couple singles and actually a friend of mine um buddy now in la he's a photographer so i took the headshot which is now on the cover of season one and as i was looking at the headshot when i was trying to determine the direction actually for the for the record um, it reminded me of something that would be on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, like it was like a, a show, like a binge watch show. Okay. Uh, so I saw the picture. I was like, wait, yo, like I can use that as like an idea for the record. And so I structured everything around, uh, you know, like even when you guys get the record, you'll see like the song titles begin with season one, episode one, season one, episode two. Yep. To opportunity to binge uh, a whole season which I didn't I thought was innovative I didn't think anybody else had done it before uh, and it kind of opens a segue because now I can go into spinoffs I can go into season two I can you know do a few other different things so yeah I thought it was a, a great move so I'm looking at the playlist I'm gonna say this um, top three for me for anybody who hasn't listened to it please go listen to it don't skip over any tracks because they <laughs> all in continuity make sense once you listen to the entire project in that mm-hmm. season finale will hit you like, okay, I wish I would have just listened to the whole shit. <laughs> Regardless, uh, my top three, I got to call it out, man. Mood, easy. Um, new, that that's that's my, that's that's probably my number one. So I got to rank them. Um, episode four is my number one, new. Um, episode two, uh, no, episode five. No, I'm sorry, episode six, if I knew then. No, 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 episode five. Even if you don't know, it's my number two. And then okay. episode two, Mood, is my top three. The Dope. entire project killed it. But Dope. I can I can put on new, and I'm like, we out. Like, take take wifey out, new. That's cool. We listen. We vibing. Even if you don't know, man, resonating. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of the tracks feel like it's a buildup. It almost feels like it's almost like a, I mean, to your point, a series. It's a series mm-hmm. of different, um, I won't even say like, uh, points in your life, but maybe a series of different emotional chapters that yeah. you go through. So uh, we start with the pilot, then we got episode two, mood, mm-hmm. petty, mm-hmm. new, 
even if you don't know if i knew then glasses two things which which was a great play on words and then mm-hmm. the season finale mm-hmm. but i'm telling you man those three that i named are like the ones that i'm like yeah he got he 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 man this is this is Again, if you look at it as a binge watch, you always have your favorite show, or rather your of favorite course, episodes. Of course, you know, of even course. if you watch, you know, damn near Game of Thrones got like a thousand episodes, but you can still of name course. your top three. People still know the Red Wedding and all those other, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it sticks out. Um, so I asked you about the concept. Now, help me understand again. Well, I guess my question. I did have a question. Why is it under Pop on iTunes or Apple Music? Rather, great question because. Um, I wanted to fuse if you had, because my, my brain is weird sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and we all wanted, weird. Yeah, yeah my, my brain is weird. So um, just conceptually, I didn't want to, which is it's listed actually under pop and R&B. So they're both listed. Okay. Uh, that, at least when, when the distributor submitted, it's supposed to be under pop and R&B. I, I guess they're just showing pop. Uh, but I didn't want to box it into just being an R&B record because oftentimes, um, you know, with pop, R&B, what have you, I didn't want to just kind of seclude it into one genre, although I guess it kind of shows that way in iTunes. It was supposed to be more than one. It's supposed um, to. So we're going to put that on yeah. iTunes, but your yeah. intent was pop and R&B because you didn't want to be boxed in based off exactly. of, of the content. I get that. Exactly. So I guess, and then my last question about the actual album itself, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, quite honestly, again, everything from the artwork to the to the music understanding now that you actually produce you produced those instrumentals every track bro i'm telling you you killed it it's a it's a it's a rap every every track and i was going to ask you i was like you know producer wise like how was that process for you as far as like working with a producer but you didn't have to you worked with yourself it was all mm-hmm. self-contained and man i'm i i can't say enough about this project um I want to give it more time for people to have an opportunity to appreciate it. I feel like yeah. it just launched, you know, Friday. So mm-hmm. um, when we're recording this, just for true transparency, this is literally the day after. So yeah. don't, don't trip, everybody. You know, like like I'm on some old when it's new to me. It's new to us. <laughs> but I do want to revisit this in the future because I want to be able to say, you know like what what has been the reception what do you what do you get as far as feedback and whatnot but right now it's a little too soon i, I hate hearing conversation i hate you know what i'll be honest i see like interviews on like the breakfast club or like hot 97 mm-hmm. where they interview the artist two days maybe a day before their project drops but they mm-hmm. haven't heard it so they just asking like what is this gonna be and what are you trying to do with it and blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 i heard this multiple times i know where you're going and mm-hmm. I can't wait for season two. Like, so I will tell you this: um, season two has already been started and in the works. And I'm gonna leave it. I bet. And then, <laughs> lastly, help us understand too: if you are going to Apple Music or any other streaming site to listen to this, you might mm-hmm. not see it under Daniel Glass. You might see mm-hmm. it under Glass as Glass mm-hmm. Season One. Help us understand actually, the, the the name situation. Absolutely. So when I started working with uh, the family that I was telling you guys about. Uh, one of the gentlemen, they already had a Daniel in their family, and we they were all very family-focused, so their family was always around. And so he was like, so because this is my cousin, I'm going to call him Daniel. I'm going to call you Glass. And gotcha. so because of the connection um, that he had, anytime I would be introduced to people, uh, whether it be family-wise or whether it be you know professionally in, in the business, man, everybody knew me as Glass. Uh, and the reason why they're interchangeable is 
one, you may see, you know, I'm, I'm making some moves again into comedy and into acting. Uh, and you can be okay. glad, be Daniel Glass, just like Childish Gambino and Donald Glover. Once again, uh, add new titles to your name. Uh, yeah. You know, new, new attributes, you know, new powers to the superhero. Go ahead. So now you're getting into acting yeah. and comedy, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been in comedy for a minute, but that's a separate podcast. That's a, and, yes, yes. And we're going to have yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a separate podcast. But yeah, so you can be one and the same. I can be Glass when it comes to music and, and as an artist, uh, and then be Daniel Glass um, when it concerns, uh, you know, comedy or when it concerns acting and movies and all of the above are common. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess with time being in consideration, I want to thank you for joining. At thank the, you, at sir. This point, man, this this conversation was very enlightening. It um, mm -hmm. opened up a lot of. Uh, further dialogue which i can't wait mm -hmm. to have um if it wasn't for the fact that the statistical attention span of the audience <laughs> is that of which i need to cater to um we would keep going but at this point i just again want to thank you mr daniel glass for My joining pleasure, us sir. and having this early interview before you blow up too big to where i have <laughs> to pay for that damn feature to get you on the podcast I mean, so you thought this was free. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to be like, I'm going to request that Venmo. All really? right. Well, the click button is on the stop <laughs> recording, and I'm going to go ahead and click that now because I will, I, will, I will have to edit that part out. I will have to edit that part out. But besides just, that, this, just, ain't, <laughs> this ain't payola. It's thinking out loud. We ain't taking no cash from nobody, and we ain't paying no, no cash. No, let, me, let me be very clear. I'm just joking. I was just kidding. Bro, I mean, bro, bro. People have said worse. Trust me. We on our... <laughs> Hundredth and something odd episodes. Trust me, people have said worse. And with that being said, Mr. Daniel Glass in the building, where can they find you? Where can they get at you and your content? So everywhere, official Daniel Glass, IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can go anywhere as far as music or streaming, man. If you search Glass Season 1, all, like three separate words, but if you search Glass Season 1, it'll pop up. The cover is there. Yeah. Uh, season 1 is right in the middle. Uh, feel free to download and tell your people it's a good uh, summer record. Uh, but don't get too comfortable with season one because season two, uh, in my mind, already has a release date. I'm just not going to tell you what it is. Oh, shit. I got my brightness too too bright. I wanted to put this up on the screen real quick. Let yeah. people know we really here. Mm -hmm. All right. We on here. Season one, Apple Music mm -hmm. on an Android yeah. phone. The shit would never happen I, again. I appreciate you putting that up, man. I had to do it. Had to do it. Support, show love, please. The man is putting himself out there. The tracks, to me, they speak to any and everybody who's been through any and everything. I mean, the mood, the 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 the. If the, I mean, dog, it's it's something for everybody. Everybody, if you can't find one song on there that you don't like, I I won't do anything because you, that's, that, that's your own fucked up perspective. But. Um, I support the brother. Please support the brother. Uh, you know where you can find me at. I am Jay Lippo on Instagram and then uh, Facebook.com slash TOL Podcast 100. And I think that's about it. We good? My guy. I'm good, man. Appreciate you having me on the show, man. All right, bet. Now, remember, don't hang up just because I'm clicking stop. But <laughs> in the meantime, for the listeners in the audience, we out. Peace.